Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start, with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and in case you didn't know, I'm also the CEO, Chief Encouraging Officer of Takagi Consulting, and my goal is to provide tips and strategies so that you can be a better leader, a better manager. Today, I want to talk about your reputation. What is your reputation as a leader? And should you care? So when you talk about reputation, especially in the workforce, it's what others believe to be true about your character, your skills, your competency, and your values. That's a lot. Your character, your skills, your competency, and your values. And I got that particular definition from Biz Catalyst. I found that online. And people really make kind of snap judges, judgments about you. And then you have to get into, is it true? Why do they believe that? And does it matter? I've often heard that you really shouldn't be concerned with your reputation because what do you care what other people think? It's like that old adage as kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. But words can, not only can they hurt, they can destroy. <laughs> so they, they can destroy your reputation. So words really matter and your reputation really matters. And I will put forth to you today that I think as a leader, it's important to know what your reputation is. What is your reputation? What do people think about you? The first time this really came to light for me, I was, oh, I don't know, in my 20s. Uh, could have been 30, but I don't think so. I think I was in my 20s. And there was a big reorganization going on in my office. And there was a task that I was doing. And I was just performing this task because I really enjoyed it. And it became clear over about a year, year and a half period of time that not everybody I worked with enjoyed performing this task and they weren't doing it. Someone went to drop some papers and files in somebody's in basket and noticed a fax that had been there for several days. And most of these things were pretty time sensitive. And so kind of the question became, oh my gosh, who can process this? It needs to be handled. And I was up for the task. I was up for the challenge. And I did it. And 
then I went to my boss after this happened several times and I said, do you think like I could take over all of them? Because this does not seem to be working very well. And slowly but surely, I took over all of this task for everyone. And there were, I don't know, eight or nine of us in the division at the time or in our section. And I, I was good at it. I liked it. I was good at it. And it really actually formed a whole lot of my career for years to come because I became known like all over the country as the best of the best in this particular area. And in the midst of this reorganization, they were changing all of our titles. Like we were all getting new titles. We were going to be called something else. Nobody really knew for sure or understood if the change in title was going to really change what we did or was it just like changing the title? But I saw on the list that the title that described that one thing that I did that I really liked doing was on the list. So my job title was going to change from one to one of two things, but the one I really wanted was that task I had been doing because if I took over that for everybody fully, like start to finish, that really would be a full-time job. It really would. And I wanted to do that. I really wanted to do that. So one day, and I knew all of management was meeting about this and they were all talking about it and you fell into one of three categories. Your job with the new job was either a match, as in exactly it matched. You were a near match in that what you're doing now is pretty close to that. So, you know, it's good enough to go ahead and slot you for that position. Or you were no match. Like you did not match the job in any way, shape, or form. And that was going to be a whole separate discussion and I really wanted this job and I knew it was going to be a near match and it was really going to be up to them, them, whomever all of they were, to decide if I would get that job or not. So my dad, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my dad and I worked in the same office and we were at opposite ends of the building and our work very rarely crossed paths. So it wasn't, you know, a real problem with the nepotism and conflict of interest because there were so many people between the two of us that it really wasn't an issue. But I knew the people on his staff because, like, we worked on the same floor. And one day, and by this point my dad had already retired, and one day a gentleman that worked down there for my dad for a number of years, I had known him for a long time, came down and said, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. I need to talk to you. Well, for me, it's never a cup of coffee because, oh, please don't hate me. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee at all. And so I, I was like, sure, let's go. So we go down to the snack bar and he said, I am one of the people on the committee deciding who gets what position. Like I, I have a say in that. And I had a brand new boss. Like he had been there I don't know, two months maybe when this was all happening. So he didn't really know his staff because he hadn't been there very long. And so this gentleman says, so Jennifer, I need to know, do you want this title? Do you want this job? I am pushing 
for you to have this job. And I said, oh my gosh, yes, that would be like my dream come true to have that. That is the position that I want. And he said, well, okay, I'm in these meetings and I keep saying, Jennifer is the only one for this position. It's only Jennifer. It has to be Jennifer. And, and then I decided I better ask you if that's even the job that you wanted. I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I have this advocate in my corner who is helping push me into being selected for the job that I really want. And I walked away from that little coffee date thinking, wow, how does he even know? And to this day, I'm not really sure how he knew, but he knew that I had the skills and the competency to do that job. He already knew my character because he knew me kind of like on a personal business level. And he knew my values. I, my values were very similar to my dad's. But that whole what are my skills and competencies, it, it shocked me that somebody outside of my division knew what I was capable of. Another situation, a little bit similarly, I was at a training session, and it was like a three-day training, and the morning of day two, this woman comes and gets me out of the training, and we worked in different offices. I knew her name. That was it. And she said, hey, we are having a meeting on Thursday evening, and it is going to go from 6 to 10. You'll be paid overtime. Will you change your flight and stay over and go to this meeting? I was like, oh, okay, but why? And she said, well, because you're one of the best in this, which again, it was all tied to that position that I had gotten. This woman worked halfway across the country, and this is before all the age of all the social media. She worked on the other side of the country, but she knew I was one of the best in that particular task and arena. So my reputation was out and about for sure in a really good way. And I liked that. And I liked having a good reputation and I liked being known for the person who could get it done. So the question for you becomes, do you know what your reputation is? And if you don't, how can you find out? How can you find out what your reputation is? Well, you can ask some trusted colleagues. Trusted colleagues. Not somebody who's disgruntled with you, but some trusted colleagues. Ask them what other people see and think about you. What do they consider to be true about you? And again, your reputation is what other people believe. Whether it's true or not, they believe it. So what do people believe about you? Do they believe that you're timely? Do they believe that you're responsible? Do they believe that you're someone that can be trusted? Are you a team player? And I don't mean in a team a team player in the sense of are you like a yes man, yes woman? You're going to say yes to anything no matter what. Uh, I mean a team player in that are you going to work well with other people? Like are you able to join a team and work well? I, I knew a lady who kept putting in for promotions and putting in for promotions. And the only thing I could figure is that she had created a reputation for herself that nobody really wanted to work with her. So what is your reputation? And ask your trusted little group 
right? You can ask your boss. You can ask some people in other areas that you interact with, maybe some trusted clients that you've worked with a lot, and then decide what pieces of that are true to you. Like when I was told, uh, we think you can do this job really well based on what you've done in the past. I embraced that. I just took that and ran because I was so excited because I wanted that to be true for me. And I was glad other people saw that. So when you talk to other people about your reputation, what do they think about you? Know that sometimes there are going to be things told to you that you could possibly just want to let go. Like, I don't believe that's true about me. No. The other thing is you might want to consider how have I acted or behaved that would lead someone to believe that? What have I done to cause this to be their reality of me and how they interact with me and how I come across? And so as you look at what other people think of you and believe really is the big key about your character, your skills, your competencies, and your values, then take a little bit of time deciding, is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that how you want to be known and be seen? So then I would urge you to strategically decide what you want. What reputation do you want? A lot of these online personalities, they may or may not actually act that way or be that way in real life, but they have built a reputation to support the show they're on. We were talking at my water aerobics class the other day about this one chef on the Food Network, and I said, you know, I'm just not sure that's really who they are because I follow them on social media, and it's almost like I think they're having them act that way for the show. So you have to kind of consider, is that really who I want to be known for? What I want to be seen as? So you might write a list of the qualities in a reputation that you want to be known for and then mold it yourself just like the networks or the individuals, actors, actresses, chefs, celebrities. They form their own reputation. Take some time to strategically plan out what you want your new reputation to be. If you've been the negative Nancy, negative Nelly, you know, downer Dougie, what can you do to flip that around? What can you do to flip that around? Could you listen to some meditations in the morning that are positive and upbeat? Could you try to get some work off your desk? Change it around to somebody else? Could you just consider a different way of looking at something? There is a course out there, and at the moment, I've drawn a blank on the name of it, but it's A Course in Miracles, and Marianne Williamson talks about it a lot and trains on it, and a miracle is actually just a change in perception, a change in perception. So how can you spend time being still, being quiet, and seeing if there is another way to look at that activity, that responsibility, that interaction with that person you might have to interact with all the time, so that you can have a different perspective 
and approach it differently. You can have say and control on your reputation by changing your behaviors, what people see. So control the narrative around your leadership reputation. Make yourself somebody that people want to follow. Be the leader that people want to follow. I'm so excited that my Facebook group, New Manager Mastery, continues to grow. And I have done some week-long trainings lately and had some really good interaction with folks on that and be looking for other ones to come in the future. And if you want to join the Facebook group to be in a community of like-minded people and continuing these types of conversations, I urge you to join. It's called New Manager Mastery on Facebook. I am Jennifer Takagi, your Chief Encouraging Officer, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you and may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.